This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Beijing is dealing with a rare display of public anger. I was almost surprised that over the course of our 16-day road trip through the South, through crowded airports, full restaurants, jammed into large groups at museums, and interacting with a large number of individuals, that neither my wife or I came home with COVID. We did not mask up and only saw a small number of people who did. We are up to date on all of our COVID vaccinations, but know by experience that doesn't mean that you will not get COVID. We returned home from our WNAX radio-sponsored East Coast Civil War battlefield tour with COVID a couple of years ago. There are still three to 400 people dying every day in the United States from COVID, so the pandemic is not over, but it has become more manageable. First of all, our vaccine works. They do not prevent COVID, but they did add immunity to our population, to where hospitalizations and deaths are much reduced. Those who rejected vaccinations contributed to the number that acquired natural immunity in the general population. I don't think that it has reached the level of true herd immunity, but it did bring the level of public risk down to a level that our healthcare infrastructure could handle. There was a point where critical care capacity was close to being overwhelmed. We got through it. Travel traffic is back close to pre-pandemic levels so that if there's a new strain out there, we will soon know about it after the holidays. When the COVID epidemic in the United States threatened the critical care capacity of our hospitals, the vaccines arrived just in time through advanced technology. Vaccines, along with the homestay isolation of a portion of the population, kept the pot from overboiling. Many were highly critical of our shutdowns as an infringement on their personal freedom, but they were nowhere near as draconian as those in China and even in France for that matter. In France, you needed a permission slip to go outside and could be fined by authorities if out without it. Some Americans demanded choice and did not want to adhere to CDC protocols. They were at greater health risk than those who accepted vaccines, wore masks and social distance, but that was their choice. The lack of compliance with health protocols could have crushed our critical care hospitalization capacity, but didn't. I do not know how close of a thing that it was. We got through it, and what happened is that this unvaccinated slice of our population that survived acquired immunity from exposure. Our economic supply chains were stressed, and many temporarily broke. But that, too, did not last long. Both the federal government and Federal Reserve threw every stimulus possible into our economy, avoiding a meltdown. It worked so well that we are now dealing with the unintended consequence of inflation. By and large, the U.S. COVID epidemic could have been much worse. The reason that we know it is because it is worse, much worse, in China. The new GOP Congress says that it intends to investigate the origins of COVID in China. Bless them, but nothing will come of it. They would have to have cooperation and transparency from China for a productive investigation, and there is a zero chance of that. Reportedly, 93% of Chinese have been vaccinated with their domestic vaccine. The problem is that it doesn't work. The efficacy is nowhere near ours. They test more, and when they find positive cases, they shut everything down. It's a hard shutdown. By comparison, ours was voluntary, and a great portion of Americans work from home. When they do lockdowns in China, the local economy slams to a screeching halt. As long as they keep getting positive COVID tests, it doesn't end. 
if their vaccine had worked, then maybe they would have controlled the pandemic in China. But the evidence from the huge resurgence of cases in China is that the verdict is that their COVID plan has not worked and is failing badly. There is a threat that their COVID suppression plan is blowing up, and if they shut down local economies, if the virus spreads, eventually it will have a dire impact on their economy in general. Beijing is already dealing with a real estate bubble, demographic crisis, and fiscal balloon that makes ours look tiny by comparison. China's economic growth is at risk, and Beijing is responding again with more stimulus. At some point, the monetary stimulus itself becomes the threat. Money would pour from the yuan to the dollar if it could. Beijing restricts that, too. They have their fingers stuck in a lot of leaks in their massive dike. China is a hot mess. So if China's economy tanks, they will import less food, right? That is what many think. I'm not one of them. The communists have always been extremely sensitive over their food security, and the last thing that they will risk is people going hungry there. The Chinese people will not tolerate that. Uh, Hunger would be the most threatening issue to the Communist Party power. My bet is that Beijing will import more food to keep the masses there well-fed, not less. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.